Not quite my tempo. It's all good. No worries. Here we go. I am your father. Snakes. Why did it have to be snakes? I'm always gonna love you. I'm always gonna love you too. Expecto Patronum! We all believe we'd run into the burning building. Avengers! everybody and welcome to episode 5 of Fanatic Film Review, a place where a film fanatic sits down and talks about entertainment. And boy, do we have a doozy for y'all today. I'm excited about this one because this is the first time that we're not just talking about a specific film. We're actually diving into a, you know, a pop culture, geek culture topic that actually happened. So, to, before we get into any of that, first, I just want to thank you all so much for the support on the first four episodes. They've been a lot of fun to do. Did I ever think I'd get to five episodes? I don't really, really know, but I do appreciate you guys sitting and listening and supporting the podcast so far, and especially last week's with Sasha, the first one with a guest. It was a lot of fun, Sasha. If you're listening, you're absolutely wonderful. Thank you for coming on, and it was just great. It was a lot of fun. I really did enjoy it, and here we are with episode five. And we got some good ones coming up the next few weeks, guys. We got This is Welcome to Dune Week. This is Dune Week. Next week, you guys will be getting an episode on Dune, all things Dune. And I'm very, very excited about that. But today, today we are talking about the newest film from Ridley Scott, The Last Duel. That's what we're talking about today. And then after we have a little conversation about The Last Duel, we are going to get into everything that happened at DC Fandom. And if you guys saw my videos, you know, I had some thoughts and I had some reactions on uh, on what was going down. So I'm very, very excited. But as always, before we get into more of my thoughts on The Last Duel, we're going to go into my review that aired on the Jack Lottery YouTube channel on Monday. So let's get into the review. How's it going, guys? Welcome back into another video. And today is another movie review. I I, we are in on a heater, guys. We have seen some really great films. And the rest of the year, we're getting into Oscar season. We're getting into award season, which means we're getting the best of the best when it comes to filmmaking and films. And today, we have another fantastic uh, fantastic entry in this movie review series that we are doing. This one was at the top of my list when it comes to anticipation. It was number one of my top anticipated all the way back in January. I finally got to see it. Features some fantastic performances, a legendary director, and some really amazing writing. That is, of course, The Last Duel. We're talking about The Last Duel today. Saw it last night. I was extremely, extremely excited to check this one out. I mean, I like literally, literally the anticipation for this one was off the chains, simply because of all the factors. You get the brilliant cast, Jodie Comer, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, and then you get it directed by Ridley Scott. And not only that, the film is also written by Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I believe this is the first time they've written a film since Goodwill Hunting when they won the Oscar. I was extremely excited for this. And of course, it's a medieval period piece. I I'm a sucker for films like that. So I was very excited to check this one out. And we've got a lot to talk about today. And it's all good. It is all good because I think that this film really, really is a masterclass in filmmaking. I, I really, truly believe that. But we're going to get into the details. But the first thing I want to say, 
this week on Wednesday when you guys are watching this. Next episode of the podcast, Fanatic Film Review, is coming out. and We are talking about The Last Duel. No guest this week as far as I know unless something comes out of nowhere. But this week, Fanatic, Films po- uh, Fanatic Film Review podcast, we're talking about The Last Duel. So if you want to hear more in-depth thoughts on what we talk about today, go check it out on Wednesday. I'm going to leave the link in the description to the podcast feed. Rate, review, subscribe. It really does mean the absolute world. And another thing, if you've not already subscribed to this YouTube channel, we are at 805 subscribers when I am recording this. Let's get, let's, let's, let's grow the family. If you've never seen this channel before, if this is your first time watching, first off, hello. Thank you so much for watching and subscribe if you have not already. We're family here. We like to talk about film and do all of the fun stuff revolving around the world of movies. But I think without further ado, let's quit dilly dallying and let's get into the review. So, the cast is stacked, so you already know the performances are going to be brilliant, and they are. Adam Driver, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck all command the screen. They are all powerful, I think would be the, the proper word for it. They are very powerful in their performances. They command the screen when they're on the screen. When they speak, you listen. They are fantastic, but the main star of this film is Jodie Comer. I believe is how you say her name. How do you go from free guy to this? If there is not a definition of range in acting, it hurts her. Absolutely. Because she's great in free guy. But she is freaking phenomenal in this film. She is the emotional backbone. Everything. She is in every part of this film. So the thing I love about this, and we're... This is a spoiler review, spoiler-ish review. So I mean, it, I'm not trying to do spoilers, but I may, I may slip. Um, the way this film is structured, it's in, it's, it's the standard three-act structure, but it is from the perspective of all three of the main characters, whose truth is the right truth. And I, she is in, and she is involved in every single aspect of this story, every point of view. Is also from her point of view. I really, really liked it. She commanded the screen. She was who she needed to be. She was absolutely fantastic. And I, I just am in awe at her performance. I mean, it really is great. I don't know how much Oscar buzz this film is getting. Seems like a very Oscar Beatty type film. Seems like a film that should get a lot of recognition, and I believe it should. But I don't know what uh, what what type of love she's getting, but she should be getting love for this film because she's absolutely fantastic and the performances really are the backbone of this film and they are brilliant so I already kind of touched on the writing the thing I love so much about the writing of this film is the structure of the storytelling it is a three act structure and each act is a point of view of one of the people so it is point of view for Matt Damon it is from the point of view of um, Adam Driver and then it is the point of view of Jodie Com- Jody Comer I really liked this because everything leads up to that final duel the beginning of this film the intro of this film is incredible until the title screen it, it, it's it's the best way that a film could be started of this caliber absolutely incredible I loved the some medieval mystery 
That's really what this film is. I loved the mystery of trying to figure out what is and is not the truth, what is real, what actually happened, what actually didn't happen. And then when we get to the third act, which is from the perspective of Jodie Cormer's character, we see what actually happened. And we see, we see, you know, these guys, these guys that we've been looking at from their point of view, they may not really be the best of men. And the themes throughout this film really resound. They are so resounding even today. I mean, we're in medieval France in like the 1300s, I believe is what is what it was. And the themes that are being told there are resounding and so's the same as today, which is crazy. And uh, it shouldn't be that way, but it, it still is, which is, is terrible. Um, but I think Damon and Affleck, along with, sorry, I need to give credit where credit is due because everyone is just talking about Damon and Affleck. They are not the only writers on this film. I need to pull her up because she, I, I believe she had a pretty big role in this. Um, Nicole Holofessner, I, I believe is how you say it. She's also the writer on Can You Ever Forgive Me, uh, which uh, a, a film that I also really love. She was also producer on this film. Those three were a dynamic duo throughout this film. I believe that this screenplay should be up for Oscar buzz because of how phenomenally it's written. Um, just mega props to everyone involved in the writing. I think that this is a very... Th this, this type of storytelling has been told before, but the way they do it, the story structure is, is so fresh and is so so extremely well-crafted and thought out that it really left me in awe at just how, how really well done it was. So the, the writing is absolutely fantastic. The finale is incredible. Ridley Scott, we know he knows how to do action. I do want to give you all a disclaimer because I, you know, I don't think that this was mismarketed. I do not think that this film was mismarketed at all. But just, just so you know, this is not a medieval action film. It's not what it is. It's a very slow burn. It eats at you. It eats away at you. It's almost two, it's like two and a half hours, and it, it mostly is dialogue and kind of a sl it's slow burn. Like I said, the the duel is only like the last twenty minutes of the film, but when you get there, it is absolutely incredible. I, the filmmaking, the sound, you are there. You are in the arena with Damon and Driver. You are there, blow for blow. It, it's so immersive. It's so incredible. It was. It's one of the best finales this year. I would say, um, and one of the best finales I've seen in a long time. I think that that it is, is so impactful and immersive um, that I just was I was left with my jaw on the floor. Like I was on the edge of my seat, my jaw dropped. I was like, "This is incredible! This is incredible filmmaking! This is why you go to the movies." The Last Duel is the reason why I love movies. This film is the reason why I love movies for an experience like this, for pure story, for pure storytelling, for the phenomenal brilliant performances it it was an incredible experience i really i did love it the direction like i already said from Ridley scott i think is fantastic it's very it's subtle when it has to be it's action-packed and bombastic when it has to be it hits all of the points i think that this is one of his best in a long time and and he really did craft an epic of a film here uh the te it's a technical marvel costume design uh, set design, the score, the sound, everything about it is just so incredibly well crafted. Obviously, it's not a perfect film. You guys will see that in my rating, but there's really not a lot to scoff at here. There really isn't. It's it's very well crafted, extremely well done film. It really truly is, and I really really liked it. 
I said this already, and I, I truly believe it. This is a masterclass in filmmaking. An absolute masterclass in filmmaking. Everything about it is incredibly well-crafted. It is intriguing. It is intense. This is a film that you need to see in the theater. This is why movies are made, is to tell stories like this. The themes are incredibly, incredibly poignant still today. They need to be set out there. I think Jodie Cormer's performance is incredible, and it does that in such a way that is so great. It's the little things, the little, the little, the little movements, the little gasps that happen throughout this film that are incredibly impactful. And this is a film that needs to be seen because it is an extremely important story. It's a very important film, and it's something that everyone should watch. And it's just incredible. It's just so, it's so well done. But with that. Let's get into the point breakdown. I, I, This is a highly rated film. I really, truly enjoyed this. Entertainment, I give it 13 out of 15. I think it's incredibly well done entertainment-wise. The last 20 minutes is incredible. Performances, 15 out of 15. Clean slate there for performances. Absolutely incredible. Writing, 14 out of 15. Couldn't ask for any better. Writing direction, 10 out of 10. Absolutely stunning. Uh, emotion, 9 out of 10. Hit me where it needed to. It was really well done. Cinematography, 9 out of 9 out of 10 as well. Very beautifully shot. Sound, 4 out of 5. Score, 4 out of 5. 4 out of 5 pacing. I'm going to give rewatchability a 5 out of 5, and I gave it an automatic 5 out of 5 points. That means if you did the math, I gave The Last Duel a 92 out of 100. This film is incredible. It is a marvel of filmmaking. One of the best experiences I've had this year. One of the best films I've seen this year. I implore you to go watch this film because not only is it a an achievement in filmmaking, but it is a very important story. It really is. It's one that still, like I said, resonates to today. It is still poignant today. And we are de centuries past when this happens, based off a true story as well, which is very interesting. But this film is fantastic. I beg you all to go watch. It's absolutely incredible. Let me know down below in the comments, what did you think of this film? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let me know why. Um, so excited to talk about this one with you guys in the comments because it really was an experience that I will remember for a long, long time. Again, podcast this Wednesday. We are going to go more in depth on this film, the filmmaking of it, and all of everything about The Last Duel. We're going to get more in depth about. I really, truly enjoyed it. Um, subscribe if you have not already. It really does mean the absolute world. Next week is a very big week because, uh, well, it's going to be this week when you're watching this. I'm saying next week from when I'm recording this because it's Dune week. So my review for Dune will be coming out this week as well. Usually I wait till Monday, but for on Friday, you will be getting my review for Dune, and you guys know how excited I am for this film. Like You guys know how excited I am for this film. We're going to be doing my review for Dune on Friday this week, and then, ne and then the week after, we will be doing the podcast on Dune. Um, but I'm actually going to, like, not this week, but next week I'm actually taking a week off just to get – everything back in order, get ready uh, for the end of the year. Um, but on the 29th, I will be back with my French Dispatch review. Guys, that is pretty much it. I want to thank you all so much for watching. Again, go down below and comment what did you think of The Last Duel. Did you like it? Did you hate me? Let me know why. I thank you all so much for watching. I want you all to have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you in the next video.
And that is it. That was my review of The Last Duel. I gave it a 92 out of 100, exact same as I gave No Time to Die. And look, I'm, I'm going to keep my thoughts on this brief. I do want to spend more time talking about fandom than anything else. But I kind of talked about it a little bit in the review, but I really, really want to stress how, how fantastic this film is from just a raw filmmaking standpoint. The technical aspects of this film are are incredible. The production design, especially. I, I was in awe of some of these sets and some of these worlds. The costume design, the hair and makeup is extravagant. It's incredible. The cinematography, the locations, the score, the set, the sound mixing in this film, like any part of this film, but I like specifically the final duel, the final 20 minutes of the film, because that's, you know, kind of the part that everyone is going to remember and think about. The sound design of that is just breathtaking. I mean, it's 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 unlike anything that I've really experienced before. This film, I'd really have to say, is one of the most immersive films. In a, I wouldn't say ever, but I would say in a long time. This film is one of the most immersive films in a long, long time. Now, my favorite performance of the of the uh, film it's got to be Jodie Comer's performance and I'm I think I might be botching her name and if I am I apologize Comer's Comer's I think I'm not I'm not positive but she has by, has by far my favorite performance uh just acting as this emotional this emotional uh backbone and this this storytelling constant she is the constant in the story. Like I said, the, the story is broken up into three parts, the truths of all three of our main characters. And the one constant throughout those three stories is her. She is always there. We always see her. We see, you know, what she is involved in. And, you know, it's just so incredibly well done. Her performance is just, it's subtle at times. It's not, it's not so out there. You know, it's subtle. It's very captivating. You know, some of the moments where it's like, you know, you just got like that that classic like single tear down her face. But it's it's so effective because the things that she's going through in this film are are real things. And it's like I said in my longer review, my, my video review, it's very sad that we live in a world where these themes that were being talked about, I'm not going to like name name or anything because it's stuff that, you know, you know, made trigger people. And I, I don't want to do that. Um, but, but everyone, if you've seen the film, you know, you know what, what we're talking about. It's very sad that we live in a world where these things are still happening. When this film is set in like the 1300s and we are still living in a world in 2021 where things like this are happening to women every day should not happen. It's wrong should not happen. And this film, this is an incredibly important film because it it calls out those people. It calls out the the terrible people in the world that take advantage. And and I, I think that just just it's it, it's so resounding and it's it's so hard to watch, but it's it's important. And I will continue to say on and on that this is an important film to watch. You need to watch it if you haven't. It's a slow burn. It eats at you. It eats at you. But it's 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 such an important burn, I'll say. That that, that makes any sense. 
it's an incredibly important burn because of how re how res you know it resonates. I, I just left that theater just with with a loss a loss for words at how how truly incredible the film was. It just just was really really good. Um, Affleck and Damon write an incredible film. Already talked a little bit about it. It's the, the, the three act structure. Now I, you know, I haven't seen every film known to man, so I could be wrong, but at least from what I've seen, th this is a very unique three act structure for me. And I really, really liked that. I really enjoyed that just mainly due to the fact that it was so different. And yeah, even though we were hopping back in time, every time we started an arc, you know, it felt fresh and new because we were seeing it from a different perspective, different eyes. And with a story like this, where it, you know, it is a, we don't really know the truth until the truth is revealed at the end. It is fun to have to dissect and try to figure out, you know, what the heck is going on here. I literally, I've said it a few times now. It's a medieval mystery. I love, I love the alliteration. I love the wordplay, but that's what it is. It's a medieval mystery what actually happened, what's the actual truth, and, and then we come to learn the actual truth in the end uh, when we get to the third the third act, third story arc. But I think that that's just so cleverly written, and I really enjoyed that that, that was the way it was it was written. It was kind of like a Knives Out where we, we, you know, we get the basic facts and then we kind of go back and then get the actual truth and see how everything unfolds. And I really liked that. I thought that was really, really really well it was well written i think the entire writing team deserves all the credit in the world for cra for crafting a a very intriguing and captivating screenplay and you know for the, the film was the thing i was worried about walking into this film was god it's two and a half hours you know and it's not a you know and, and it's not a you know action-packed film like like james bond was two and a half hours 245 but it was you know it's full action set pieces and large grandiose sequences where this this is a this is a slow burn it's very you know very just how do i how do i put this it, it very slow paced film that kind of burns and and, and eats at you it, it's not action packed until the last 20 minutes which were fantastic piece of filmmaking as well but i never got bored never got bored and that's a testament to the writing because the writing has to keep you intrigued it has to keep you on the edge of your seat i was never bored watching this film never i i really really give props to everyone that was involved in that for keeping me engaged it's not hard for me to uh to kind of doze off in a film, but I was I was definitely in it with this one. And in Ridley Scott, is he back? I mean, is he back? You know, I, I think that that's something that people are going to continue to talk about. Was he back? I mean, I have not seen his entire filmography, to be completely honest. Again, I'm still you know trying to watch films for the first time and kind of you know really experience a lot of a lot of directors' filmographies seen a few of them you know the martian blade runner gladiator you know some of his black hawk down some of his you know really famous ones and first off i want to say did he ever really leave 
because The Martian, which came out in 2015, I loved. I loved The Martian. So did he ever really leave? But if he did, then is he back now? I mean, I think that he he at the helm as the director was, was the perfect choice. I think, you know, he's done stuff like this before with the gladiator and, 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 and things like that. And that type of storytelling, that type of, that type of action, filming that type of action combat is, is something that I, he knows very well. And, you know, I think that he did a really great job at, at telling the story the best way that he could in a captivating way that worked well with the script, got the best performances out of the actors and, did just a great job directing this damn film really did um but yeah that's kind of all i mean i really kind of covered it in my review and i kind of covered it now just right right here 92 out of 100 you know it's not a perfect film i would have loved to give it 100 out of 100 but you got to be realistic with your grade so that's why it's not higher you know even though I, i'm treating it like it's a masterpiece i wouldn't say it's a masterpiece but i would say it is a master class in filmmaking just due to how great it really is. But yeah, 92 out of 100. Let me know in the comments, or again, I forget how podcasting works. So hit me up on Twitter, hit me up on social media. Let me know, what did you think of The Last Duel? What did you rate it? Did you like it? Did you hate it? Let me know why. But that's it for that. But let's let's talk Let's talk about DC Fandom. This, this was, this. so DC did this the first time last year, you know, DC, you know, during the pandemic, because, you know, Comic-Con couldn't happen, people couldn't happen, and it was great, it was brilliant, because it was something that brought all the nerds together, all the fan culture together, for one day, to sit, have these announcements, and really, you know, get together, and I love that, and I love that we are still doing that, I love that that is still a thing that is happening, and for it to happen again this year, I was incredibly excited, on a Saturday, I wasn't working, I could sit, watch, and just enjoy everything that was going on, and this one was great. I mean, we'll just I'm just going to talk about the films here. I mean, I didn't we didn't really see a lot of we saw a lot of other stuff, you know, some comic stuff, some TV stuff, some animated stuff. I'm just going to talk about the films because that's kind of what this is. This is more of a film podcast. Um We started with Aquaman. Well, we started with Black Adam. Got a little teaser. I think that looks sick. I think The Rock is 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 born to play Black Adam. I mean, I just I couldn't see anyone else playing that role. Um and, and there's really not a lot to talk about with this one. I think that it's it looked really awesome. Very excited to see him in this universe and kind of, you know, see Shazam and, and stuff like that. Um, comes out, I believe, next year. I'm excited for it. It's not at the top of my list of, of most anticipated DC projects, but it's definitely up there, and I, I will definitely be there opening weekend to go check it out. So let me know what you guys thought of Black Adam. Then we got a behind-the-scenes featurette of Aquaman. I like where it's going. We they, we got a little bit about the story. We saw uh, it's it was just behind-the-scenes featurette, so we didn't get a lot. Um, but we saw all the characters back, James Wan back at the helm. I I really loved the first Aquaman. Sasha, if you're listening, you know, close your ears, don't listen. Um, I really loved the first Aquaman. I think it's a lot of fun. I think what James Wan was able to create, just atmospheric, atmosphere-wise, and story building and, and world building wise, was just really, really incredibly well done. And I love Jason Momoa as as uh, as Aquaman. My man, I, I freaking I love love him in that role. But you know, we, again, we didn't get a lot for this one. Um, 
but you know from what it sounds like you know with black manta story continuing and how that's gonna go and you know more 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 powers of the ocean and and things like that and and the lost kingdoms so I, i don't know what that means but I'm very excited to see what this takes on and how this goes. I think that we're in for a, a bit of a treat here. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, Aquaman, with Aquaman, Aquaman is such a, a character that you can have fun with. And that's kind of what really gets me excited is like, okay, we're in it. We're going to have a lot of fun. This is going to be great. I mean, it's, it's going to be absolutely awesome. Then we got The Flash. And I am... I'd be lying if I said that that trailer did not get me extremely, extremely excited for this damn film. Now, I, I've i already talked, you know, kind of, you know, realistically, you know, I've talked for real about the fact that The Flash is, is by far, besides Green Arrow, Green Arrow holds a special place in my heart, but The Flash really is like my favorite DC hero. And I love what Grant Gustin does on the TV show. I've been a fan of Ezra Miller's iteration of Barry Allen as well. Loved what he did in, in Justice League. And just that alone, I was excited to see a Barry Allen Flash solo movie. And then you got Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck. You get all these other, you know, cameos. Ezra Miller crosses over into the TV flash with Grant Gustin. Will we see Grant Grant Gustin? I would love to see Grant Gustin in this. And the hype and anticipation builds. If it weren't for the Batman, which we, we will get to, if it weren't for the Batman, this would be my most anticipated DC project that's coming out. It builds and it builds and it builds. And then in the trailer, the trailer gave away a lot more than I think people think it did. Because we did get our first little teaser at this at this movie. It gave away a lot more than I think people think it did. We kind of know what the story is now. We're doing Flashpoint. At least an iteration of Flashpoint. Which I really, really, I love that, 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 I love that story arc. The Flashpoint story arc. I love that. I am incredibly excited to see this. We get we got to see the back of Michael Keaton's Batman. We almost got to see the Batmobile. They 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 really they, they teased us with that. The only thing that we really didn't see is Ben Affleck's Batman. I'm very excited to see how he comes into this. Uh because don't believe it's just a cameo. Like I think Ben Affleck's Batman is involved in this in this film. So I I I love everything about what we saw i think the suit looks fantastic i mean i think just just incredibly well made and i i there's nothing else to say about it i i'm so so excited about this film i think it's going to be absolutely fantastic then shazam fury of the gods we got our first little look well, I'll talk about Peacemaker, I guess, too, because that was that one comes from the movies. I think it looks fun. I think it looks like a lot of fun. I think it's going to be very funny. It's going to be very not safe for work at all, and it's just going to just going to be a damn good time. I, I think that that one is going to be fun. I love John Cena in that role. James Gunn, I think, is a really great director. I have my issues with him in the writing of some of his stuff. He wrote all eight episodes of Peacemaker, um, so I'm, I'm a little cautious. But 
I think it, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun, and I, I'm looking forward to it. Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Um, we got some footage. It was more behind the scenes stuff, but we did get some footage. I another Shazam is another one of my favorites that I really really enjoyed. Um, I think that that film is a blast as well. This. Um, what am I trying to say here? That film, I think, has the potential to be kind of groundbreaking for the DCEU and also another really emotional, impactful time in the DCEU. Like, the potential there is high. I'm very excited. You know, DC, you know, we look at the MCU and we're like, oh my God, the MCU, everything they're doing is so incredible, which is true. I love the, the MCU, but we do you do have to give credit to DC. You know, you got to give credit where credit's due to DC for for what, you know, they, they are able to accomplish. I think that they had some major duds to start off. There's no doubt. Some major duds to begin. But what they have been able to do to pick up like pick up their bootstraps and and figure this stuff out. They are starting to build a universe here that that has the potential to be really good. Like really good. And I'm very very excited to see where this goes. I think the potential is is huge and the excitement for me is off the charts. I mean there there is a lot of potential here for a really awesome universe. I don't like they are so far behind the MCU, it's not even funny. But the steps are being made to where it can maybe be on the same level. I don't think that it'll ever top the MCU, but I think that it, it's it's got the, the makings of being something good, fun, and special. So I don't think DC is, is the kind of the, 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 the troubled child anymore. I think they got some stuff coming that's going to be really, really good. I think Shazam is one of those those IPs that I think they can use for a while and it can be really, really enjoyable. But let's get into the Batman. That's what everyone's talking about. That's what I want to talk about. This looks freaking incredible. You can tell that Matt Reeves wanted to make a Batman like we've never seen before. You can tell. Because this is something unlike anything we've seen. This is dark. This is gritty. This is grounded. Now, yeah, the Dark Knight is like that, but this is something different. This is something different. And I think that this has the potential to be not just my favorite movie of next year, but the best movie of next year. Now, we don't obviously don't know the full slate of what's coming out next year. Obviously. Like, stuff's going to, you know, stuff will continue to be announced as the months go on. But of what we know right now, this has the potential to be something freaking incredible. The trailer was better than the first. That Michael Giacchino score, give best original score, just give it to him right now. Just give it to him right now. I mean, that score is, is, is breathtaking. It's absolutely brilliant. Robert Pattinson as Batman looks incredible. Zoe Kravitz as Batwoman. Or Selena Kyle, not a Batwoman, Catwoman. Selena Kyle looks great. Colin Farrell looks unrecognizable as the Penguin. We got a little bit of Paul Dano as the Riddler, but we never saw his face, which I really liked that choice. I really enjoyed that. 
And we got to see uh, Andy Serkis as Alfred, which I was very excited about as well. But I, I, I'm, I'm tr- having trouble finding words because I'm at a loss for words because of how incredible that trailer looked. I, I, it was incredible. I, I have no words. I have no words. That was honestly better than better than uh, better than the Spider-Man trailer. The Spider-Man trailer was great. Don't get me wrong, but that that was an experience. That wasn't just tra- that was an experience. And that is going to be a film. That is going to be like filmmaking at its finest. That film. You know, j- just the scene, you know, the sequence in the hallway where the only thing illuminating the fighting is gunshots. Absolutely incredible. This film is going to be special. I am ex- ecstatic. And it comes out in March, guys. Guys, we only have to wait. We're in October. October, November, November, December, December, January, January, February. Five months. Not even half a year. Five months for this movie to come out. Only five months. I, 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 I just can't believe it. I'm so excited. But I want you guys to tweet at me, go to my social media, let me know. First off, let me know that you're coming from the podcast because that really would mean a lot. But second off, let me know what you thought of the trailers and the reveals at DC Fandom. What did you think of the Batman trailer? How are you feeling about that film? That is by far my most anticipated film of next year. That is not going to change. That is my most anticipated film of next year. I've already watched the trailer four or five times. I'm going to watch it 15 million times more today. And I'm so excited. But let me know, guys. Let me know what you thought of this trailer and everything else that came out at DC Fandom. But guys, that is it. I wanted to just come on, talk about The Last Duel, and then get into some of my stuff about DC Fandom. Um, you know, make it a little short and sweet, but still have a good conversation. I want to thank you all so much for the support of checking out the podcast. Please, if you have not already, uh, rate, review, subscribe. It really does mean the absolute world. The ratings and reviews especially the ratings, like go down and leave a written rating. It really helps the podcast grow and it really does mean the world. So please, if you have not already, please rate, review, subscribe. I would greatly appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And I want to thank you all so much for listening. It really does mean the absolute world. I want you to have a great rest of your day. Have a great rest of your week. We'll be back next week. And my God, we're talking about Dune. I'm so excited to finally talk about this film. Have a rest of your week and we'll see you in the next episode.